0: Episode 95.
1: Hey, Pete, don't let the door hit you in the vagina on the way out.
0: Good evening, Go Runner Me fans. I'm Asus, the man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC?
1: Good, man. Doing really well. Good to finally see you again. It's been a long time since we've talked. You know, just little bitty chats here and there, but it's good to be back on the pod doing what we love.
0: He's, I mean, you see, it's been a month, a whole month since, uh, over a month, I guess, since we've come in and, 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 and did this gathered together. But I know you and I have been busy with work. Uh, so sorry for fans. I know. I know we promised, and I'm sorry to keep breaking promises, but we um, we just had a busy month of May, and obviously you had a pretty big uh, event last week. You know, your, your daughter graduated from high school, and congratulations to her. And she looks like she has a bright future, and, you know, you know, she's gonna, you know, move away, and, you know, I know she's gonna go to college, and, you know, she's gonna play some, you know, some uh, college, collegiate sports, and, you know, she's going to, she's living the dream, it seems like
1: yeah no very exciting times man sad but happy at the same time so excited for her new new chapter in her life she's a book writer she wants to be so you know this is a, this is a big 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 chapter in her in her story but uh no really exciting got a chance to watch her walk across stage see mom and dad uh mother-in-law sister everybody kind of came in and had a good time so good to uh good to see her uh, spread her wings a little bit and uh and fly fly like as they say leave the coop
0: well, congratulations on that and then another congratulations on your middle child winning offensive was it offensive player of the year for your for the district or or is it oklahoma in in general uh
1: yep yeah, for, for oklahoma so um oklahoma i guess you could say 6a is the top division in oklahoma so she, she uh as a sophomore won that so that was really cool she's um been invited to um win i guess the gatorade player of the year so we'll see we've got invited to this banquet so we'll see if that's something that she can uh she can bring home that'll actually be in the usa today if she can if she can bring that home so Maybe. exciting times for her unfortunately they didn't win the state cup that's probably what she would have wanted more than uh than anything else but uh she came in uh, they came in second so you know hopefully next year she can do better but yeah no great uh great individual season we know we don't like individual awards as much but uh you know hopefully we can uh, you know next year bring home a, a state cup
0: that's amazing you see um, as a sophomore having that that accolade as Gator you know female was a female high school player uh, in the United States i think uh that if she if, if she wins i guess they get president at the Heisman trophy this you know every year i want to say so yeah, that's a, be, that's crazy as a sophomore it's a cool deal for her Let's hope. Uh, let's we'll be uh, rooting for her, and you know, and if she doesn't get it this year, we'll be rooting for the next two years because she still has a, a great college, a high school career to go through, and um, hopefully, there's some big, uh, some big collegiate um, names in there in the hat for her to get a good scholarship.
1: Absolutely, put the money in my pocket.
0: <laughs> NIL deals and all that. let right? okay. it. So, hey Adidas, hey, he's not a. He's
1: not a, a <laughs> yeah, Adidas let's get it going. I I hear A and a good school. If you ask, uh, if you ask uh, uh, Nick no, Saban, be, I, don't I, be that <laughs> way, don't be that way, sir. You see him walk that back at the, uh, at the SEC uh, conference the other day.
0: Yeah, I saw it this morning, or I saw it yesterday, and then I, I just read Jimbo's comments today. They kind of well, Jimbo's in there, right?
1: I know we we're we'll get off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah. But. Save it, look weak on that deal.
0: Oh, yeah. And he did yesterday when he was walking it back. But you see, this is not a college football podcast. This is a Manchester United podcast. And we have so much to unpack because we have, um, we've had a month since we haven't talked. Obviously, within that month, Aaron Ted Hogg has been an appointed manager of Manchester United. Uh, and within that month, um, I wouldn't even say we limped to the finish line. We. We basically uh, crossed the finish line with our tail between our legs as as a United senior team. But it seems like a lot behind a lot is going on behind the scenes that I don't know to you, but to me it seems a lot. We're moving in a positive direction with Jim Murtaugh, with Richard Arnold, uh, and uh, and Eric Thunhaug, um and that bunch. So let, let let's get to this right. Um, we'll talk about Eric Tegahog, but let's. Um, what I want to start off with is I'm not, I mean, we're not going to get into the last match. You know, who played well? You know, it's, it's been too long. You know, it's been too much time. I want to ask you, what is your verdict? Because Ralph Ragnick is not coming back, not even in the consultancy role. He's taking up the full time Austria position and not coming back to, to United. And I know there's been, you know, all these, you know, these talking heads on YouTube, and you know he got the raw end of a deal, and you know he's a sacrificial lamb, and blah 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 blah. But unfortunately, okay, I'll ask you, and I'll give you my opinion. First, the question is the verdict on Ralph Ragnett. What is the true verdict on Ralph Ragni? Because I have two opinions about that. My first opinion is basically he aired all the dirty laundry that needed to be aired to the public, to the press, about how things were being run, you know, and how, what needed to be done. And, you know, basically what I've been saying, that the players have been flat in the front. And he didn't say that in so many words. And obviously you could, you saw that in the last, how many matches? How they just barely didn't even try, uh, you know? Um, but... If you ask me, he was brought in to implement this new system and this new style, and he didn't. Or change the culture, and he didn't. Maybe because he was hired as a lame duck. He was any coach that was brought in interim, other than Antonio Conte, which I thank God he, we didn't bring him in. Was going to be a lame duck interim coach. Whether it be, um, you know, whether it be Michael Carrick, we kept him. Uh, Ralph Ragnick. Whoever, you know, whoever we, you know, we tried to, to keep. So the player's response, because there, he was an interim coach, is that response? Then it's on the players. But he couldn't get anything out of them. Other than that first game and then the, what, the Brighton game? You know, I think there was that one in the Liverpool, uh, Tottenham match when Cristiano Ronaldo had a hat trick. So, I mean, he couldn't get anything out of these players, you see. So I can't see where, if you look back at it, and seeing that is uh, Ralph Ragnick is this innovator and this, you know, this Gangnam Press style of whatever um, was going to change United because that's what everybody said in the beginning. Everybody said, that, oh, my God, he's going to bring this German style of football, this pressing style of football, and fall in line, you know, fall in line with the... Um, you know, fall in line with uh, Pep Guardiola and you know Klopp style and Tuchel style, and blah blah blah. And you know what? We were Manchester United, and that's it. We were, you know, we had a bunch of players that didn't know what don't know what to do. So, what's your verdict on Ralph Ragi?
1: Well, I think for me, I think you know, you, you you look at Ralph coming in, and I think all you hear is. Um, who he inspired, right? He inspired Klopp. You know he was. You know Pep thought he was great. You know Tuchel in, inspired again. You know this coaching tree. This coaching tree. That coaching tree. Um, but what what was the difference between him and Ole as far as winning things? He he never won anything. Ole, more. Ole never won anything. Ragnar never won anything. And yet we were having these guys lead the charge at Manchester United. So. I was expecting things to be different. Um, I was expecting things to change. But I think that's the same type of naivety that I, I had going into thinking that, you know, things were going to be different starting a new season with Ole when I shouldn't have because the proof was in the pudding. So if I had to rate him, I would give him a C. And I would give him a C strictly based off the simple fact that each after each and every match, I think he had the ability to be able to articulate, you know, exactly what he felt. Um, there was a clear understanding of what he wanted. <clears throat> um, he, you know, to his predecessor, you know, the difference between him and Ole again was that, you know, Ole was kind of a, um, I guess you'd call it a, 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 not really a yes man, but more of a robot when it came to talking about some of the things that some of the players um could have done better. So I think ultimately you can't can't make any like excuses. You basically have to just say, look, this is what he was he was in control. It was his it was his club. And you know, it's up to you whether or not they win or lose. Ultimately it's gonna come down to you. So um you know no the players didn't uh, do what he needed them to do. He pivoted from the four 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 two 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 Went back to the four-two-three-one, which I think he felt the players were a little bit more comfortable uh, at, at uh, running. I think that helped a little bit, but I think ultimately at, at the end of it, um, didn't wind up uh, in his favor. So, no, I, I don't I don't think he uh, I don't think he gets anything above a C. And I think that was more to your point, just some of the things that he said. I mean, I I love what he said in the last game. As as bad as it was, he didn't pull any punches. He he called Bruno out and said. You know, Bruno makes a blind pass, and he passes it to their guy for an assist. Um, that's not something that our, his predecessor would have done. He would have just said, "We played hard, we played tough, we just couldn't come up with the win," or something like that. So, refreshing to hear, you know, some some real conversation. But um, to again expect someone that's never won anything to come here and win things um, on a six-month contract—it's not an excuse. It's just what it is. I mean, we we can't continue to. Have these expectations and I don't I don't have you know we'll talk about 10 Hag in a minute but I'm not gonna build this guy up to be you know the next Sir Alex Ferguson when I he's not he's not done anything on a major level and that's no offense to I X that's a big club but um, this is this is the big boys league he took a jump he passed by Paris he passed by Italy he passed by Spain and he's he jumped right into the English Premier League so um, I overall would give him a C um, nothing higher than that wish him the best at his international uh, coaching uh, career but uh, that's that's what he'd get
0: for me I think I'd give him a, <clears throat> a D's probably the, big, the most I'd give him and that's because he aired out the dirty laundry that needed to be aired out and to put the pressure back on the Glazers period um, he didn't do anything for the locker room uh, he didn't do anything in formation you know what I mean his staff, the, the staff that he that he um, that he created, you know, that he got the license to bring um, <laughs> were compared to Ted Lasso. I don't know. If we talked about that. And that's kind of wrong. Uh, but he brought inexperienced people uh, when we were uh, clamoring about, you know, everybody's making fun of, you know, bringing in Carrick, um, not making fun of. But they're just bashing the fact that we brought in Michael Carrick and Kirk. Kieran McKinnon. You know what I mean, and he brings, you know, Diarmas right from the MLS, you know, and he got Can from there, you know. It's just, you know, it's just things like that. It's just, you know, he just his every decision he made was wrong, uh, other than the fact that he, you know, basically, you know, talked. You know, he did what Marino did without, I guess you could say. The final consequence of what Mourinho did was getting sacked and you could say they let him lay down on his sword by letting him not say that he's not returning rather than sacking him period right because you said marino the reason Mourinho got fired was um was because he you know talked shit about the board and he got sacked and me and you and i have two totally different uh opinions of that and i want to bring up Mourinho here shortly because First you, you brought up Bruno. And I would I could say I'm so disappointed in Bruno Fernandez this year. I don't know if I want him I, just like Paul Pogba, and I'm not gonna talk about Paul, but I've been saying this is what I've been saying about Paul Pogba has he been pariah on this team, has he been a pox on this team? I think Bruno Fernandez is now going to that way on this attitude. When you're freaking not when you're fucking telling your, your, your players on the pitch and we're, we're talking about this guy trying to be captain. When you're saying, oh, you know, you, you know, calling out players on the pitch, when you make an errant pass, you know what I mean, you don't try. That's, that's, that's not somebody I want on this team, especially in a rebuild. And Bruno Fernandes, I don't know if it's because Cristiano Ronaldo came to the team or whatnot, but Bruno Fernandes has not been, has been a, 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 a Mr. Hyde to his Dr. Jekyll of what he was when he you know came here, he saved the team, uh, when you know, in that half year and even last year, you know, I know his stats still say that he's a great player, you know, but it's just I just don't his attitude needs to change or he needs to be out. Do I wanna give him a year? No, I don't because I saw what he was, you know, in the in the last stretch of the game. You know, all these all these games. And once a quitter, always a quitter. But that guy is You know, mentally, yeah, he's going to, like you said, fans are going to turn on him. But you know what fans do? Fans see when players are flat in the front and mental midgets, just like they said, saw against Paul (laughs) Papa. You know? They saw what they were as players. And Bruno is now turning into that. And he's going to be a scapegoat. Is he? Yeah. Because he's actually playing that way. He's playing like shit. And then he's calling out players. Wait, dude. You need to look in the mirror first, bro. You know what I mean? You're fucking up. You, hey, hey, there's what? What is it? There's one <coughs> finger that points back to, to, you know, to one person. What is it? You see? that old quote. But there's, f- you know, four fingers pointing back at me, right? And that's what Bruno Fernandez needs to do. He needs to say, you know what? Take a long look in the mirror. And you know what? Hey, Cristiano Ronaldo's gonna be here next year. Hey, this is why you and him don't work on the national team. He works better with, you know, Motinho. He works better with other, you know, other midfielders. That's why you do not play for the national team. Because he, he can't take, you know, he can't take, well, I don't know, he can't get his game elevated? I don't know. What is it, you see? What is this guy's problem now?
1: I mean, I think he he summed it all up. He in the comment he made, he said, he said Liverpool are playing for something. What are we playing for? And it's like, you're playing for Manchester United. That's that's the answer. So, I think he he summed up his career for me so far. Um, you know, a lot of people will talk about how he's going to be the next this or the next that. Um, I feel bad for him. I really do because he's he's in a pressure cooker and it's, it's going to be tough for him. I hope he comes back to form. I really do. Um, that's obviously, that means we're going to be, you know, obviously a, a, we'd be a better team um, if he's in form. But yeah, if he continues to play like he's been playing, um i don't see it being very long before um they start calling for his head and and that's the way that it goes you know there's people who have their favorites and people who have their people that they like um for me um, he's someone that you know when he's on and he's going really well he can play um to a really high level but i just think ultimately with the rebuild and what we're trying to do um you know he's going to have to hold the ball He's gonna to have to pass it and hold it. You know, I haven't watched a ton of IX, but I've watched enough to know that um, they're not. They don't look for that trick pass. You know, over 50 yards on a dime. They're looking to hold on to it, pass it, give it, give it back, move, um, and then press. So, I think he can do it. I think he can. But you know, just like any other player, if you have a great season and then the next you don't. Um, Now we're going to look at this season and go, okay, are are you someone that we want to have here at the club? So he's got a huge season. This is a huge season. It's not only a world cup season, but it's also big for his career to see if he's the type of guy that can um, help not, not maybe not carry a club, but be a part of a, of a winning side. So really, really interested to see how this season goes for him, but yeah, he's going to have to work on a lot, a lot of things. Um, You know, he's going to have to do a lot of soul searching because like you said, I don't think Ronaldo's going anywhere. Um, I think he understands we're not playing Champions uh, Champions League football. He's fine with that, and so you know now it's up to him to be a part of this this new, hopefully new, winning culture. But we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to give him this next this next season. One season is is what we need to give him, um, and he needs to prove himself because it's just you know I don't know, man. It's just it was just so depressed. It was so disheartening to see that last, you know, that last you know, stretch of games of where he, you know, he just gave up on the team. You know what I mean? And, you know, like you said, it's sad that he says, oh, what's Liverpool playing for? Well, dude, you could have at least got Champions League and played. You know what I mean? We, that's how shitty the, the last two game, two teams in the league were, you know. I mean, the top four were. We had a chance back, in you know, for March – if you would just get your shit together, but no, everybody in this team quit. You know what I mean? And it's very hard to say who didn't quit, but he was the first one to throw in the fucking towel. You know what I mean? And that that just that just pissed me off. So I don't know. I'm 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 gonna I'm out on Bruno. Uh, I know he's gonna be on the team because we signed him to a fucking new new contract. But that 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 you know he's gonna have, he's gonna have a lot to show. Now here's a question, EC, that I mean I've, I've been waiting to ask you, I've been waiting to ask you, and it's a fun banter question, EC. So don't take it don't take it too hard, okay? Don't um, worry. <laughs> but EC, can I, I, I can I uh, can I ask you uh, that you need to apologize to Ole, ex United pundits that have been talking about this team, and especially Mister Jose Mourinho. Because Mr. Jose Mourinho has come and said, at, came out in the media and said, you know, he, he doesn't want to gloat to say that everything that he said about Manchester United was true and in, also that in turn was even calling out some of the players. So can I ask you, EC, I'm not asking you to apologize to me because, you know, we've been going back and forth about how these players are and blah, blah, blah will you just finally say that the you know when the pundits talk and they gave you their true opinion and you said they had the Manchester United glasses on you know they just they didn't, they're not they're not they're not they just want to cover for the glazers that finally at the, from what the stretch of games towards the end of the season from the last time we talked that they you know they finally are vindicated for what they said
1: so i i got i was blessed enough to listen to <laughs> A podcast I, I, where they talked about you're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> well, I I may give you my full answer because I you know Jose has been in the news quite a bit and yeah. I and I think it's kind of hypocritical some of the people who have been bigging this guy up for the trophy that he just won, uh-huh. being as how is that he won a bigger trophy at United and people people crap on it because Paul Pogba had a lot to do with him <laughs> winning the trophy.
0: I thought that it's the same trophy though. You
1: no, know, he won the he won the lower level than the europa so he won the if you came in seventh place which is what we could have came in he won that competition
0: so when does League
1: get uh, played this so, weekend so so in europa you play for that i don't know what it looks like you can look it up but in the the we've been playing in the what is it called the Com- confederate europa league it's the league underneath the europa league
0: what's that called so when so who plays in the Europa League right now? Is it who, who, so Europa who, would be who's who's playing who's playing the title game now
1: for the for the Europa Championship? Yeah. It was Vira, I think, or it was two really good teams. It was two really really good teams. They played in the league underneath that. It's called it's like the Confederation or the it's underneath. So it's essentially, take this: the top four play champions. 5th, 6th play Europa, and the 7th play the Conference League Championship. That's what he won. You can look it up. I'll, no, I'll wait. No, no,
0: no. It's fine. no, no keep going. I just so, make
1: sure. I, I got a chance to listen to, after this guy wins this trophy, he's been rolled through the streets of Rome. Look at me. Look at me. Look at this <laughs> great trophy I won for Roma. When he won a better one at United. But again, people will continue to say... You know he uh, he's this great uh, the chosen one. That's what people call him, and I think he had a really good run. But this is what I will say: if you look at his time at United, when he was here, and this is <clears throat> again, this is coming from not my I'm not making up these no, no, stories, no. Yeah. but he made it about himself, and, and and I think most of the stories that you would hear if you read the news or you listen at that time, it wasn't about United, it was about Paul Pogba and Jose Mourinho. That's what the, that's what United was about. They were almost bigger than the club while they were here. So I know what he thinks, but I also know that he's narcissistic, and he's never wrong. And that's, that's a fact. So he's never going to because he thinks he was going to take them back to the Sir, Sir Alex Ferguson days, and that didn't happen because of the things he did. Made it personal with him and Pogba for a fact. Go this ahead. is, you can look it up. Record. He and Paul having great conversations, and then Jose waiting for the media to show up to kick him out of practice. And Pablo looking at him like, we just talked. Like, we just got out of a conversation, and you're setting this up that you're the man, you're in charge, and I'm having to leave after we were just having a great time. So he will say what he needs to say to make sure he's up here and everything that he said was absolutely right. So, again, I would challenge anyone to look at the teams that Ole had <clears throat> and look at the teams that this manager that we just had, Eric Ten Hag, had and tell me where you saw any consistencies because I saw zero. I, didn't, I never saw a team that was mm-hmm. all the way up here. Even though Ole didn't lose a lot of games, he did a lot of draws, right? He got this big, you know, all this credit for not losing games. For me... The way that I look at things, when Jose left, that was on him. It had nothing to do with the simple fact that he didn't know how to coach. He knew how to coach, but not on the same level that he did at with Chelsea because I think things start to not go his way. He's not winning on the level that he was winning on. And so what happens? It becomes the Jose Mourinho show. It's about me. I don't really care what the club is. I don't care how big you guys are. I'm going to make sure that you guys talk about me. So, no. I will, I will never... When it comes to Jose and Paul and United, when you make it more about yourself than you do the club, you're not going to now try to pivot because things have never been good. It's like it, it, People want to act like, like when he was here, things were going great. Like, they weren't. Let's just be honest. And the fact that it was perfect, the fact that he won this trophy and was riding through Rome mm-hmm. with the biggest smile on his face, but whenever you talk to him, Manchester United... Paul Pogba hater, and you go, Well, wait a minute, how come they talk crap about the Europa Championship? He won a lesser trophy, but people that now want to give him credit for winning that trophy.
0: Because it's, it's Roma. Like, it's Roma. Roma have been crap, I mean, for how many years? Roma have barely even made, been, not even been in the Champions League or Europa League for the past couple of years. So, yes, what's, with, the, what's with, United? with the exact team. No, no, Manchester United came in second last year. Am I not correct?
1: What if they no, won? No, no, no they've won nothing Again, but my,
0: see, you're, you're my missing, point is the point go ahead, I'm the, sorry go ahead the, the, the fact that they're happy the romans are happy because romans yes has, romans haven't been relevant roma has not been relevant they haven't won a trophy and just like you this just like you know you're praising Paul and all of them winning the Europa league like we what i think
1: is a no, shit I, what i'm saying is people what said I, that we shouldn't I, celebrate that that's what i'm saying no, but and no. he's riding through the streets Saying, look at me, look at how great I am. Not Roma. Look at his face when he's riding through Rome. He's crying on TV. You are a. This is this is my total opinion on this guy. This is why I can't understand why people keep citing this dinosaur of a coach. This guy won the Champions League with Porto. Yes. With Porto. He goes to man. He he then wins the Champions League with who else? Let's name off the other clubs. Real. He no. goes to Chelsea. Changes the whole. He didn't win. He, changes, did,
0: he didn't win Champions League with Real. He what goes, did he
1: win with Real? Was it Barca? He won. He won trophies with Real. not.
0: Enter. After Real. Enter. Before. Inter. After, so after, changes. After, after a stint with Chelsea, that he won the cha- that he won the league with, that he won trophies with. They changes fired, they the whole. Fired him, and changes goes, the whole complexity wins, of then Chelsea. Wins, then he wins City. A, and then he wins uh, Champions League with Inter. Then he goes exactly. Then he goes, Keep going. Keep, then, keep proving keep my point. Then this guy
1: was a serial to... winner. And then he comes to United yep. and he decides to himself, I'm going to make this There's, all about me.
0: You have not been following Jose Mourinho throughout his career. The reason my my point is this. My point is this. It's because he doesn't want he doesn't want people to be talking about his players. And that's Let oh, me ask well, you. you let me ask a question. Does. Let, go he, ahead. Let me ask. Look at his whole career, you see.
1: Let me ask that. you a question. He says, "You know, look, Let, at me,
0: look at me, look at me, look at me," because you know why they don't want. He doesn't want them to be talking to his players. You don't know. Let what me ask Jose you a Marino, question. How many languages Jose Mourinho talk?
1: Let me ask you a question. I, I'm,
0: t- I'm telling you, ask me.
1: Carlo Carlo Ancelotti, how often do you hear him talking about himself? How often do you hear about him, about me, about look at me? How many trophies have I won? Jose will go into to press conferences and say. Look how many I've won. You be quiet. You don't know what I've done. That's Jose Mourinho. That's not a player. He doesn't stepped on a pitch. How how often have you heard Sir Alex Ferguson talk about him, and how often he wins?
0: No, but with this, sir, no Sir Alec, star- to, resisted, to prevent no 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 to, to prevent people. no. He's who, no, now trying
1: to because he won a, tr- a a trash trophy. Now he wants to run his mouth. And talk about how great he is. Guess what? You haven't been great hey, since you got fired hey, that, from that, Tottenham that, Hotspur. That's, that's his, how great you are.
0: That's his Dinosaur. That's his, That's his way to deflect the media than talking about his players. meant You want to talk about that's Sir Alex? Correct. No, no, no. You want that's to talk correct. about the, you? You want to talk about Sir Alex? What did Sir Alex do to prevent for, prevent the media from talking about his players? What did he do? Always pick fights with him, right? He always said, "You know, no, no, I'm going to kick you out." I kick you out. No, no, no. Am I, am I right, EC? you am I right. You have right?
1: you have a love for Jose that's undeniable and I don't and that's fine. He was a great he was a great coach.
0: Okay, he the, is okay, a dinosaur. What about the other pundits? What about uh, Gary Neville? What about Ole? What about uh, Roy Keane, please, please, you need to apologize to Roy Keane. What about what about those guys? Well, every every time they had a negative thing to say about the United players, you'd be like, "These are ex United players, and they don't understand, and they need to criticize the Glazers, which they have."
1: And, I but, think you know, and
0: these, and these players are flat in the front, and you just can't. Is, you just can't say that these players quit on this team.
1: This is what I've said for years and years, and I'll continue to say. And I don't know why you keep bringing this up. I've said to you, I don't have a problem when Gary Neville says Paul Pogba can't play or Maguire had a bad game. This is what I don't like. And this is what like, fans Jamie Jamie punters- Jamie Carragher even said.
0: He's like, "Hey, would Paul would Paul want to play for City?" And he's like, "Dude, I won't I won't I touch that dude with a ten foot pole." That's that's, that, all well that's, that, that's, that's, that, that's all well and great. That's Liverpool. That's all
1: well and great. They can they can say all they want. Paul he couldn't tie Paul's laces. All I'm saying to you is this. When a pundit or a coach comes out and says that they are the sole problem, then they don't know anything about United. And for him, who was fired from the job, comes out and says, all along, I was right. Are you? Were you right? Were you right when you got fired there or when you got fired at Tottenham? Or were you right because you just won a trophy and now you want to run your mouth again? I don't want to hear it. The problem starts at the top. And there are individual players who have had bad games. There's no denying that. But to sit here and just go, "That's the games. players' fault." Bad games. The same, okay. the same exact players who you just talked about winning third place and then winning second place. Those are the same players. That's it's the problem. I don't want to hear it. Y'all don't make any
0: sense. They couldn't it's They they quit. It's
1: fine, to, fine to say. It's fine to say that individual players have had bad games. If Bruno if Bruno Fernandez doesn't pass that ball. Backwards to either, to the opposite to team We don't lose that game okay. But he does They score a goal of weak dribbler to, That they had, probably should have saved And we, they didn't even do a whole lot during the game There's one big mistake So I don't have a problem when pundits get, get on to players That's what they're supposed to do But don't just sit here and go the United problem is the players And then throw your hands City, up I can't hear you
0: I said you get routed by Liverpool, Chelsea This whole year and, yeah, it's bad games. Yeah, they had bad games. They've had, they've had many a bad games, you see. And that's, and that's consistent. That's the only thing they've been consistent about is having bad games. And it's all the players. And so it's been it, that way for years. It, it's either if they, <laughs> no, no, but, you see, everybody can see it that they quit on this team. And this is, goes into my next question. What players quit on the team? All of them, seems like. I mean, fucking Cavani fucking flipping off players, dude. I mean, why the fuck would Cavani play in this last game? You know what I mean? Harry Maguire. Fred McTominay. Get, that, that, I don't understand. Especially, get, this is a Ralph Ragnick's fault. You know, he talked about, you know, wanting to play this high-intensity game. And he, he put these you know these kids on the bench. I mean, like, fuck, man. At least Hannibal showed some spirit. But they, they put these kids on the bench. If you're gonna fucking lose, if you're playing to lose, which we have been playing to lose, why play the problems, the, the, the cancers on this team? Cavani. McGuire, Freddie McTominay at the back. You play Alex Taze at the back. I mean, he he rewarded these players for quitting. Was it just because, you know, hey, I want to show everyone that these players quit on the team? Or what was it? What was his mindset? Because CR7, don't know. I mean, Ronaldo was up for player of the year, which I think was a sham. I I think that's kind of bullshit. I don't know your opinion uh, because he scored – Two hat tricks. They gave him six goals to get to what twenty? Right? Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, but I I think, but but no, no, no. But I'm, you know, I think Ronaldo's a top notch player, but I don't think he should have been in in the in in the conversation for player the league player of the year. Do you? I think it's fine to be in the conversation.
1: Doesn't need to win the trophy. No, you can be in the conversation.
0: But why? Okay, and this is my issue with the last game that he wasn't there. Why wasn't he there? At least in the stands. Ronaldo? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, look, you you might not think that the season was over and you think he needs to be there to support. I think that's fine. But, but I think, again, he's not, and this is just my opinion, I don't think he needs to be a part of this reunion or this revival if, if everyone's calling it this exodus. I don't think the 38-year-old, which he'll be next season, Needs to be a part of it. I think it's fine for next season. He's going to give you 20 goals. I don't think that's the solution. Mm. But what are you supposed to do? You can't go out and buy a 60 million pound striker. Where was Rashford?
0: What about Rashford? He wasn't on the bench either. Where was he? He wasn't injured. He wasn't wasn't listed as injured. Where was he?
1: Rashford again is another one who... I I want to finish my point about Ronaldo. But Rashford's another one where... I think if if you look at the season that he had last year, right, 20 plus goals, several assists and then this year nothing. He's another one that you look at and go, this is it. This is your Anthony Martial season. If you can't get it right, you're gone. I think he's in that boat. But I think, you know, players not being here, players not being there, player This is this is ex- exactly how I how I feel. This new regime brand new coach, brand new um, director of football, brand new uh, recruiting coach, brand new fitness coach they just brought in the culture and mindset of the of the club I'll start to judge it now. <clears throat> now it's gonna suck because I you still have the glazers you still have the root of the problem but now this new guy gets an opportunity to see if he can actually do it. so I'm not I was not bothered about who was there and who wasn't there. I was bothered about the people who were on the pitch playing football and again for me i thought it was mediocre game i thought some players played decent i thought some players played like absolute dog trash Mm -hmm. absolute that's how they've been that's what i keep trying to get people to look i don't understand how people aren't looking at like this has been this roller coaster ride since sir alex ferguson left even before he left with players calling him out and saying why are you letting star players go that's that's a that's a fact and so people are now looking at it going, I don't understand. I don't get it. The moment those Americans came into the club, everything started to go downhill. It's a fact. So, again, they're still there. They're still going to take out $50 million a quarter. More than likely, they're still going to use us as a cash cow. Hopefully, this guy can at least, if he's able to come in and at least have the the ability to call them out like Eric did, I think he's he's gonna be winning because they've already said they've come out and actually said this they're gonna back him that's what they've that's what they've come out and said so i'm interested to see you know i hope he i hope he makes the right decisions um there's been a lot of talk about midfielders um like Jong, who that would be a horrible get but i know we'll get into that a little bit later so i just you know i'm hopeful for me this next season coming in um, especially with it being a world cup season that's something for every player on our team. We only have one international, which is just sad to say. That's something for those guys to get up and and be hungry about. That's something for them to go. I hope I can make my international squad. And so I'm hopeful that these guys treat this year like a contract year, um, with the contract being if you play well enough, you'll be able to make your international squad. Mm-hmm. He's he's got that to benefit from. So I, I you know I hope Thailand and Australia go really well, and I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm not crowning this guy the next. New thing. I want to see what he does. I want to see he's going to have a whole offseason, a whole summer, preseason games. Let's see what you got. Let's see what you're going to put to the put these guys to the test. He's known as a workout fiend. Puts on his tracksuit, leaves it on. He's on the pitch the whole entire time. So let's see what happens. Let's let's see let's see how he's able to perform.
0: I brought a Rashford. I brought a Rashford. I mean, what is? I mean, why was? What's the deal? Why wasn't he there?
1: Why was he on the bench either? I, who knows? He can he can call it injury. He can say a mental break. He, who cares? If he doesn't play well this 2023-2024 season, he's yeah. out. Yeah. He's already been linked to Bayern Munich. So there's already feelers for him to pivot and go somewhere else where right. he can get it done. Right. You look at someone like Gary Neville who, who <coughs> talked about you know what can Rashford do. This is what he said about Marcus Rashford. He said, this is four days ago, Marcus Rashford is athletic and he runs that's what his that's what his um you know abilities or skill set is and carrick, carrick looked at him kind of like what that that's what that's what we're working with and then he stopped and he goes let's just be honest none of you united fans want to hear this he's not good enough he's good enough to be in your squad but he's not good enough so it's up to him he's proven that he can score goals he did that the season before not last season cuz last mm-hmm. season's over but the season before that, he did really well. Okay. So he just has to prove it. you get, you got to look at everything he's dealing with off the field, trying to be this 24-year-old Messiah who's saving all these children. He's dealing with that pressure. And then, okay, you also play for United. That's a little bit of pressure for a 24-year-old kid. So uh, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's got one more year in my opinion.
0: I mentioned the UTC. Um, what do you see? Uh, you've watched more of the Academy games. Uh, we won... The FA Cup or the Youth FA Cup? I'm sorry. It was a great um, game. Yeah, I saw it. And uh, uh, Hannibal. Um, I want to start with him because he played. He played pretty much the most out of all our youth. Um, uh, and being, you know, being, best player on the pitch. Yeah. Okay. I know he got taken off because of the fact that you know he's he, he was probably going to get a yellow card. They don't want to. They don't want to risk it. Blah blah blah. But you know his energy level, and so I kind of question his positioning sometimes because I think he was playing on the left hand side, and then he would go all the way to the right to play left back almost. You know what I mean? That's that youth and inexperience. Yes. Okay. But um, his intensity. I mean, I know he. um, You know he. You know he was the only one that. One thing was against Liverpool, right? Uh, When they're beating us up, he was the only one showed some sort of gumption. Uh, but the reports out of uh, uh, Carrington was when they reported a dust up during practice, and Ralph Ragney had a call practice right before the last game. It was involving Mister Hannibal and Alex Hayes Do you like? Because we're going to talk about uh, Garnacho here in a bit. But do you like the fact that Hannibal's saying, "You know what? Fuck this, dude. I, I'm going to come. I'm going to take my plate. I'm going to take your plate from, from you eating." And I'm going to be sitting at this table now. I mean, how I mean, Do you like that attitude? Do you like that go get him attitude, or do you think it's, it might be a little, uh, it might be a little. He needs to, you know, he needs to calm down a little bit. This
1: is this is something that it, you know, and folks that have watched him play on MUTV, you know, watch him play U23s. This is what he does. Um, this is this is one of the reasons he got in trouble playing U23s because he likes to get into it with you. Um, got into it at Liverpool game. Um, you talked about Taylor a second ago. Got into it was aha during the game. Got a yellow card for it. Um, it's a part of his game. Now, this is the thing. If I'm a coach and I know you're good for a yellow card a game, I can't play you. I, I don't. I need to have you out there because you have skills. He's a technical. Uh, his technical ability is something that that's gotten him into United sides as a as a 19 year old or 18 year old kid. So, I like the fact that he's willing to hustle. I like the fact that he's willing to put in a fight. But there's a time and a place, um, you know, and if if he's going to be the enforcer, if that's going to be his role again, I don't think that Tin hogs going to have him in here, um, you know, per se, being the bully, um, the one that's going to come on and get a, get a foul. Now, it, again, if it's something to where you need to shake the guys up, put his ass out there in the 70th minute. We're playing flat. Put him out there because, you know, he's going to give you everything that he's got um, young Tunisian kid um yo he's big how big art. is how big is he he looks oh, tall he's he's 5 11, 6 foot he's a tall kid lanky needs to grow into his body a little bit he will he'll he'll eat he'll he'll work out he's, he's got hopefully the fitness that o'brien brings is better than what we've had but i think the main thing for him is you've got to stay on that field he was one of the best players for us in that game um was he out of position to your point absolutely he was out of position um, just wants to be on the ball, and that just comes from inexperience and being young. Because a good team is going to switch the field, the other side is going to be wide open where he should have been, and we're going to get we're going to get broken down. Yeah. So that's something that'll come with experience. That's something that'll come with good coaching. Um, and that's again, I think it was good to start him to play him to show, hey, look, you know, Tenha, this is this Tenha, this is somebody who could play for you and play really well for you. But no, I, I'm I'm not down with. You know, if this was the the '80s, mm-hmm. right, early '90s, '70s, you go back and YouTube some of those games, he'd fit in just fine because none of that stuff's a foul. I mean, he—you should see some of the fouls Graham Soonest used to put out on players. I mean, he just would destroy people, and he might get a yellow card, might not. Most of the time, it wasn't because that's just how that game was. This game, you sneeze on someone. I don't know if you saw the the United States game tonight. I mean, we barely touch a guy and we get a penalty. You know, thank God he didn't make it, but still the same. You can't really play like that um, and still be an enforcer. You can still hustle, mm-hmm. right, to your point. You can still run around and and be in their face. But, you know, I, I would rather him have stayed on the pitch, especially that game. I was really sad to see him come off, but I get it. You don't want to be playing 10 versus 11. So hopefully hopefully he reigns that in and keeps the same energy as far as his technical ability and his ability to be able to
0: score goals. All right, EC, I'm going to be a math scientist here real quick. Okay. And you to bear with me, bear with me, because we uh, we know his, his ability to be on the ball and is you know and to score, uh, but we also know his ability to you know to be a you know you said the enforcer right, right. Uh, would you would it be far fetched to put him in that number six role as uh, the quarterback? The, you know, center. You know, defensive mid. Role, due to his tenacity, and yes, obviously he needs to learn some control. But would it be far fetched to you know, have something like that? put have in that position.
1: I don't think that's far fetched at all. I think I think United has already proven that they have the ability to take players and you know put them from what we would normally think of them as because of their U twenty three experience, and and move them into into different roles. Um, he could he could play that. Again, I, I I I just question the um can he stay back? You know, is he going to be able to stay in his position? You know, if if you're looking, if you're looking for a true CDM, you know, ultimately you in front of that six you have an eight who can explore. Um, you know, you're you're losing out on Paul Pogba, and I think the one thing that we always missed out with him was having. Uh, a, a true six in force and stay there so that he could roam forward and do what he wanted to do. And I think if you if you have Hannibal there, you he's got to be disciplined. And you just spoke about his discipline at issues mm-hmm. earlier. And so I think his mentality is I'm going to go get forward and score because that's what he's always done. It's kind of like Scott McTominay. If you watch Scott McTominy Academy, all he did was score goals. Like he did it for fun. He was box to box. He scored goals. He created assists. And then he gets to United and they go, you know, I want you to play the six. Why don't you sit deep, collect it off the center back and play it, you know, spray it around. That's not his game. Um, and people make fun of him and you can't pass the ball five yards. That's not my game. That's not what I what I do. So I just think for 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 Hannibal, can, could he? Yes, I think he could play in the six. But I don't think that that's something you want to throw a 19-year-old kid in to that position, being that United fans, myself included, think that that's probably our – most needed position and so if he were to take that role oh my gosh and and not do well and you now hurt his mentality you hurt his confidence because he's not performing to the Mm -hmm. levels that we thought he could well it's like well you thought scotty could but you didn't play him at the eight Mm -hmm. you didn't play him at the ten you played him at the six and everyone makes fun of him so i just you know i think it would be i don't think it's far-fetched at all i think you're right on the on the head with you know can he tackle not afraid to do that. Can he hustle? That's a fact. Can he pass the ball? Yep, he can do that too. Can he just stay disciplined and stay back there when when we have the ball? We're going the other way. I don't
0: know. That's the one thing that's a that And that's coaching, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's move on because uh, James Garner, another one, another guy that we've been, uh, another youth product that has been, I guess, could help out in that midfield. Yep. He just. He just got his team, not he, but his team. Help. Huge help, though. He's a huge help, yes. His team promoted to the Premier League. What do we do with him?
1: I think you let him stay at Forest. I think you look at him and you say, listen, at, what is he, 19, 20 years old? I don't know. He's, been, a, I, baby. he's a baby, yeah. right? He's Let's been, We can just agree on that. He's yeah. a kid. I think you look at him, and again, the the issue with Gardner is it's not an issue. This, the, the problem is his position. He is a true CDM. That's what he was born to do. That's what he does. That's what he just did for Forrest to, to get them to where they are. If, if what you're saying now is you're at the you're at the peak of your powers, right? You helped promote your team to the prem. And we're going to give you the sixth jersey. And I want you to help Frankie Jayong come in and let him roam forward. And you sit deep and be the enforcer, you be the stopper, you be that force in front of that front four. That's a lot to put on a kid. Could he do it? It's possible. But I think if it's me, I'm gonna tell him look listen, Forrest is gonna sell off a lot of players, right? That's what happens. They just got a two hundred million they just got a two hundred million uh dollar influx to the club. And that doesn't all go to players, right? The the owners are gonna get their uh their fix. They got an American owner as well, or American CEO I should say as well. Um, so that, that that money will go out um, to, to certain players that, for them to strengthen. Um, but I think his confidence would go through the roof if he was to actually make a, a, a big run in the prim as a starter um, to give him that confidence, i.e., uh, if you look at... Um, oh, gosh, I'm, not, I'm forgetting his name because um, he doesn't play for us enough. Uh, who's the uh, young's uh, buddy from IX? From Holland, who's our midfielder we sent to Everton? Van Der Beek. Van Der Beek. Give him some Premier League playing time, um, and then I think that helps deal with with confidence. But I I think right now, I think Garner is somebody who I I leave on loan um, to see how things go. Make it a six-month loan. You know, bringing back if things are going great after six months and say, listen, you've been playing great. You've been playing the number six uh, for Forrest. You've been doing really well in the Prim. We're going to bring you back. We're going to see what you got. We're going to see if you can hold it down for us on the senior level. But I wouldn't right away bring him back, no. But that was a great game. I got to watch that. Um, I ain't going to lie. The referee re- really forced have lost. Just my opinion. The referee blew it. Two penalties back to back. But shout out to to Gardner. Um, fans singing his name at the parade. I thought that was great. Um, him having a drink. I don't know if you've checked his age. but
0: he's twenty. He he's, drinking- he's 21. Okay, so he was old yeah, enough to drink, drink. champagne. I think they could drink at 16. and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting it. He was, he was sipping yeah, champagne after yeah. they
1: won. And it's, that's great to see. That's great to see an academy kid um, really come out. I mean, you look at Tahith Chung, don't really know what's going on with him. You look at Palestri, don't really know what's going on with him. Ahmad started off hot, don't really know what's going on with him. You look at all of the investments they've put, several millions of dollars in those guys that I named, minus maybe Tahith. Um, and then you got Gardner, who kind of in the back burner, you know, great U23, goes out to Forest, promotes from the championship to the prim, um, a great story. And I hope that, you know, that they can continue to kind of nurture him and not just throw him to the wolves. Because I, I really, I honestly think this is one of the first projects um, that we've been a part of. You know, we bought these multimillionaire players, we bought these huge names, and it seems like now... It's an opportunity to clean slate, fresh plate, blank canvas, however you want to call it. And I would hate for him to be thrown to the wolves. And then, you know, again, people are going to get on to you. They're going to – we don't have patient fans, no. fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to say it. And I just don't want the young kids to, to not be primed and ready to go when they step on that United
0: stage. I think there's two sides of this coin right now, especially when it comes to Gardner. Um, the fact that what we I, what I don't want is for us to bring in his long term replacement, you know what I mean somebody young I think they were talking about in right uh, yeah, yeah yeah, and he's young so <clears throat> and then Gardner just ends up like all the rest of the pretty much the rest of the United Academy kids um you know, they get loaned out they never come back they never get a chance. Um, I think he's a true talent. I think he's you – know, I mean, because we do need that. I mean, United need that. And I, don't, I know you and I have – you know, you talked about United needing to get away from that core, you know, you know the beliefs of United. But I think United need homegrown talent that is brought through, through the academy. And I think James Garner um, has done it. But you're right. There's. I think he's this 21 – to put the number 6 jersey on now would be right. I think it would be too it would be too um too soon. Too but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing us bring in somebody uh a, a older person, you know, older defensive mid that we sign on like maybe a 2-year deal and let Gardner do I mean let Gardner I don't want I don't want to sign somebody young at the, that, that position, I want to sign somebody that can actually run quarterback, you know, be that person, and then let Garner play for, like you said, play for Forrest this year, bring him in on the dudes last year so he can learn under the dude, right? Just like we did with the Dean Henderson. Unfortunately, that's not working out. But, you know, when that guy says, you know, we're ready to move on, which we should be, Garner's ready to fill that position, just like somebody like, you know, Roy King did, right? I'm not saying he did it with us. But he did it with Nottingham Forest, right? He was – that's what he did for in Forest under Brian Clough. Because I think Garner has that potential of being that this uh, defensive midfielder that, we, that we've that we been, um, you know, searching for. All right, uh, you see, two um, – okay, let's talk about – I don't even – do we even talk about Brandon Williams? I think with Norwich, he wants to come back. He really had a, you know, really cr- – an, you know, uneventful season. Do you think he can uh, challenge at right back? I
1: think he could. I, I, you know, the lots hit or miss. Most of the time he misses. He does dribble the ball better than Juan Basaka. Um, in my opinion. I would let Brandon have a shot. I mean, what was it his, the, the first time that he played, he played quite a bit and he held it down. Um, I get it. You know, he's not uh you know, he's not Roberto Carlos, but I think ultimately he wants this and I think that's a big part of it. You know, the 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 ambition and the want is there. So give him a shot. If he beats out, you know, Basaka, if he's still here, which I don't know if he's gonna be back or not. And if he beats out Delak, then yeah, you, you give him a chance. I don't think he was horrible when he was he had a string of starts. He wasn't, you know, a horrible player he, he's got a lot of tenacity he dribbles a ball fairly well at at pace at times um gets forward and you know needed to go out on loan because we made some decisions and, and bought some brought some uh, left and right backs in i.e Tellis and delote and so he kind of took a back seat so no he's he's won because he's already played for us and played at a high level and played several games actually started several games in a row i give him a chance but again i've got the ability being Ten Ha, I can say, listen, you can come in, you can come with us to Australia and Thailand, and you can play. And they don't. If it doesn't work out, and you're not doing what I need you to do, I'm going to put you on loan. And we all know how it's going to go. If you go out on loan again and it doesn't work, then you're going to get sold. So, no, I think the want, the 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 ambition, the desire to want to get out there and do it. That's that's the first part. He wants to do it. Um, he's another one. He's another academy kid uh night you know 20 21 22 years old young so yeah let's give give him a run you're either going to make it or you're not you made a great point and they talk about this all the time when they talk about u23s there's so many great u23s that win fa cups that never make it they never scratch the surface of getting to the senior team that's just the way that it goes i mean you can turn on the tv during the season and commentators will often point out oh x liverpool x ex- x city ex manchester united they were all in the academy right that's just how it goes you know it may not be your time and or to your point there may just be an, a younger 25 year old kid who's in his prime from somewhere in spain or italy or IAC or wherever and they bring him in and you just didn't get your shot and so you know i hope he does uh, i hope he gets his chance i don't know that much about him off the field i know he's in the new puma guy he's got a new shoe deal um Walks around with some beautiful young ladies, so he's doing that as well. Um, so I, I know young, up and coming English kid. Um, but you, you, you just hope he can get on the pitch and, and actually make an impact with that position because that's another one that we're struggling at. We're we're struggling, and I think Basaka's
0: gonna be out. We'll talk about him in a bit. <laughs> uh, I already see the uh, last three, and real quick. Uh, we know the jury's are the jury is already out on the langa. uh he's a first teamer I think right he i mean we could say both of you and i could agree that he'll be hopefully hopefully right we can agree that he's gonna be on the first team next year at least you know give you a, you know work give play some games the two that i think uh most fans are kind of uh that most united fans are kind of a uh, wanting to see more of are Garnacho no, three I'm sorry. They're Garnacho, Cholotori, and then Fernandez, right? A Fernandez I think plays left left back for the U for the U twenty uh for the U twenty threes. Um <coughs> Garnacho had what two goals in the FA Cup? Yep. Did Sholotori play? I didn't see his name on the roster.
1: No, he did not play. He was he was in the the stands kind of uh cheering on if you will. Okay.
0: Uh, did Fernandez play,
1: I think? He, he played, or nacho played, um, another big name, uh, was the young number six. He kind of looks like Paul Pug, but not going to lie. He's actually been promoted to the senior team.
0: Uh, Manu, I think is his name, or Manny or something like that. The captain of the team, they kept talking about him. Uh, what, what was his name? Oh, gosh. Laird, I
1: can't remember his Laird. name. He almost scored. Yeah, he scored the first goal, actually. Uh, and I can't remember his name now, but he scored a great header um, off of a, a really good free kick um, to to start the to start the uh, to start the match off. I can't remember his name. I'd have to go back and look.
0: They're here. They're, I mean, from, other, from what I heard, there's a lot of praises about that kid. Is that correct? Yeah, I, it, it, it,
1: there is, and I think for for you, you hit it directly on the head. Garnacho, you know, Shola. Fernandez, if if you are a Manchester United goal scoring, assisting, you know, defensive juggernaut, you're going to get big news because of who you're a potential. The next step, right? The next step means you're going to United, and it's like holy crap. So, all of these kids have great potential, but I think you hit it on the head when the lights are on and you're and you're at Old Trafford and it's Champions League nights. Or it's, you know, you're trying to win the prim. Are these 19-year-old kids ready? And so, to your point earlier, it's not that I don't want a United kid. I just think if you look at Paul and David, you know, these are Mickey. And Mickey was probably better than all of them, and he didn't wind up being the best. These were dogs. And I think that's the difference. I don't just want you because you were in the academy and you played there. That's... That doesn't happen all the time where it just it just hits. It's very, very rare. That's why the Bubsy Babes were so was such a big deal. That's why the Class of 92 is such a big deal, because it's difficult. I mean, you look at Paul. You look at Jesse. You look at Marcus. You look at these kids, you know, Scott. They haven't done a whole lot. They haven't even sniffed. We got second, but that, that wasn't a close second. They mm-hmm. haven't sniffed a premiership. It's difficult to do. So I just think that, yes, there is a lot of hype, um, but you know better than I do. And I, I get I get sucked into it too. Trust me. Oh, this kid is yeah. – look at Ronaldo's kid. You know, he's he's scoring goals for the U15 team. He's killing it. He, it doesn't matter until you get to that. It matters to their parents. So mm. no slight to them. That's a great feat to play U23s oh, and yeah. play an FA Cup. But if you can't do it on the big stage, you're going to get sold. You're gonna be loaned, and you'll be one of another people out there that they go, yeah. He was with Real Madrid on the academy level, but now he plays for Everton. Now he plays for you know Crystal Palace. You know, so those are those are things that that will that could wind up happening with some of these guys.
0: Okay, uh, speaking of Garnacho and, and uh, Sholotare and, and uh, Fernandez, do you see them going on loan or staying with the, with with the senior team? I think you I think
1: what will wind up happening is, to your point, Alanga will start. He was at he was at the game as well because he played with those guys, but he's been been playing senior ball, so he didn't play in the game, obviously. I think um Hannibal will be on the bench. I think he's someone that will fight for a number ten position because I agree with you. I think Bruno is on the ropes, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's gonna want him to keep giving the ball away. So he'll be on the ropes, but I think he will he will potentially make it. I think Cholater, will be in the same elk of um, Palestri, of uh, Ahmad, of Tahith Chung. I think he will go out on loan. I do not think he'll, ma- he'll make the squad. Garnacho is another one. Garnacho will not make the squad. However, he will be someone who will who will look for and seek a huge loan deal with a club either in the championship or somewhere abroad, Rangers, Celtics, something like that, where it's a big level, but it's not on a Manchester United well, he's, level. Yeah, he speaks, I don't see yeah, he speaks
0: Spanish. Spanish, so you think he'd go... Somewhere go, he, in Spain. You yeah. go by the way, Palestri. Do, you know, somewhere in Spain, just, to, just familiarity, right? That's what I think. All right. Well, I mean, uh, the, the hype around this got a natural kid. Uh, it's reaching CR7 levels, I guess you could say. Absolutely. And, and I really hope, he, you know, he works out just like we hope Charlotte Terry worked out last year, right? But we, we barely sniffed the pitch this year. Uh, so let's see what happens. All right, uh, you see, uh, I know we, were, we said we we're going to try to keep this a, t- to an hour, but you know, there's still still too much to talk about. And we even to talk about the, the elephant in the room. Uh, the elephant in the room is the Ten Hag error, right? What is the Ten Hag error? What is his vision? Because he's brought in. There's been an exodus of coaches, obviously, right? I think last time we talked, there was scouting directors left, Matt Judge left uh whatnot uh this week it's been um changes within the um the upper management i guess you could say uh that we brought in this andy o'boyle to be a deputy sporting director whatever that is i think he you know he has ties for united uh, with united back in the day he has ties with liverpool he has ties with um uh, what other team that I did I hear some other lower level teams I think he was was like you know when he came up in the coaching ranks, um, but all I think he was like the you know he had a position with the Premier League and like sports advancement kind of a you know and you know it, whatever, um, so we're changing that we're changing our front office to where it's it seems like we're being more innovative, um, we uh, Ten Hag has brought in a coaching staff. Um, obviously his right-handed man, Vander, Vanderdog, Vanderdog, I think that's how they said. You know, you the, gotta, gotta throw a heavy uh, on the end of all of their names. Vandergog. Uh, but Steve McLaren, uh, <coughs> you know, is, I guess, a familiar name for Manchester United fans. Steve McLaren uh, was, was uh, on the class, I'm sorry, the championship, or oh, I'm sorry, the treble winning team, I think he was uh, in, in part of the coaching room, at number two, if I'm, not, if I'm not correct, to Sir Alex Ferguson. Then he got his chances to head coach. I know he's been an English English uh, uh, manager as well. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, we bring him in. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? You see?
1: I mean, I think I think that's you know recruit, the recruit. There's recruiting in now. Um, you know, Claren, like you said, is an English guy because it's going to be difficult for Tim Hawk to, you know, really understand transfers and understand English players and understand the English press. Um, the, so I really do. And and listening to, even though I don't trust them listening to the Glazers, they said, we're going to back him. When have we not backed them to their point? They have spent money. Have they taken a hell of a lot of it? Yes. But they have spent money. Now can they spend it wisely?
0: Now, well, can it's they... not them. It was, it was fucking Ed Woodward and Matt Judge. Ed, Ed, you know what I mean? Ed, Ed, I, I'm, I'm not giving any of
1: them um, slack, but I'm just saying, uh-huh. when I own when I own the team, I mean, I need to make sure that I put the right people in place. So again, let's make sure that these guys that are coming in here, who, you know. A little bit of the IX blood that they have they understand that it's about trying to find young you know experienced talent that they can groom and have them become stars and you know win things with and then when they get to their peak of their powers and they're 29 years old 28, sell them for a profit for yeah, once yeah instead of having all of these free contracts run out and we get nothing for these players that we spent tons of money on. So that's the way the program's supposed to be ran. So let, let's see if they can do that.
0: So what do you think 10 Hag's vision is?
1: I think his vision is to ensure that the young players mixed in with some veterans, try, try their best to control the ball. That's his number one, not give it up. That's a Pep Guardiola thing. And if you look at him, that's something that he's said religiously. That's someone that he's worked under, looked at, keep the ball, when you lose a ball fight like a dog to get it back so i, I not, i'm not saying press what i'm saying is you know there should be if you look at city if you look at liverpool what happens the moment those guys give up the ball there's an immediate like it's almost like an alarm went off and these guys all know panic mode i'm gonna get kicked off the pitch if i don't try to win the ball back so I just think, for me, ultimately, I think he's going to want to come in with energy. Uh Um, He's going to want to come in with control, no mistakes, and try his best to get that young talent. If he can get it from the academy, gravy, if they're good enough to fit into what he wants to do. Um, And so I think it's going to be difficult because, again, he's going to realize very quickly most clubs in the Eredivisie were very afraid to come and play Ajax. Ain't nobody afraid to come to Old Trafford. No. Nobody. I don't even care if it's Brentford. <laughs> Nobody's afraid. So he's going to have to get that fear back into people of having this fortress that once was Old Trafford uh, come, come back again. So I, I think that's what he's going to want to do. And that, that's the kind of stamp he's going to want to put on
0: United. Well, I think he's made a the, the showboat. Maybe it's just maybe show, right? Maybe he's just one of those show ponies that are are doing it, but uh, for what he's done right now, uh, not going on IAC's, um What do you call it? Um, victory vacation, I guess you could say. Right. 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 Uh, getting work, you know, getting straight to work right now with United. Um, working with the. It seems like he's he has a good working relationship with uh, John Murtaugh. Uh, and getting things done and what it needs to get done because, you know, the sign, I mean, everything points to the signing of Andy O'Boyle that he'll be more into the recruitment side, leaving John Murtaugh to be more of the, um, on the other side, right, you know, of a a running a club Um, and basically alleviating Ten Hag of all the stuff that Sir Alex, I mean, everything that they're, you know, they're bringing in, Kind of like you know what the fuck man, Sir Alex was a fucking machine. You know what I mean? He wanted, I mean, he's a dictator pretty much. He wanted every aspect of the football club. You know, he ran it. You know what I mean? And now you're seeing these people that they're bringing in on recruitment, on on and running the club, on you know on on you know player management, on all this stuff. You know, they're bringing all these different. <laughs> Positions in, and hopefully it, you know run you know runs you know runs well. Um, so let's see how that works out. I think uh, it's a good start for Ten Hag, which other United managers did not have, and that goes back to David Moyes, right? You know, David Moyes didn't have that support. Van Hall didn't have that support. You'd think Van Hall, you know, coming from a Barcelona aspect, would you know have a mindset to say this is what we need at the club, and they didn't listen to him or. Woodward didn't listen to him. and, and So did Jose. The Woodward didn't listen to him. Now that Woodward's out, now that Matt Judge is out, now that those idiots that are out, and hopefully Richard Arnold and, and, and John Murtaugh are now listening to the new ways of running a club, um, we'll do the same mistakes as we have been doing in the past. And I think it's a good start. And today was technically a good start, you um, see. I would call it um, was it Bloody Bloody Wednesday or whatnot um, <laughs> right <laughs> right. Um, things that we've said in the past that you know it's kind of uh, as United as we needed to bring new blood in it's based I mean they've been you know was it uh, it was press release after press not a, I mean after press, there was a two Jesse and Paul today saying that you know they're not going to be with the club you know uh, they've already said Matic is out Cavani's out uh I think the the mata the mata announcements probably coming soon uh who yeah, else do yeah. we have huh grant's out grants already said you know he's retiring I mean this is saw...
1: Anderson's getting close
0: to a move to Newcastle, I think um we're having a mass exodus of g- biblical comp- I mean, I have to use that word term, but of biblical proportion. No, I, I think that's United. the proper term. Yeah, I think that's the proper term.
1: And I think if you're a United fan and you're not excited and you're not happy about what's happening today, I don't. I I hate when people say that you're not a fan. You're a fan, but I don't think you understand that this has been needed. Yeah. For several several seasons. You see. Um. There needs to be no more. You know, I told you this. I think. I don't know, I think it was five pods ago maybe, and I said, I fall into too many times falling in love with players instead of rooting for my team. I'm so guilty of doing that. I think this is an opportunity, I know for me as a fan, and I'm seeing, you know, a legacy of players leaving like this, this is a great opportunity for me to go, okay, clean slate, new players coming in, all this wood is gone. It's gone. They're, They're never coming back. And good luck to all of them thank you for the moments thank you for the cheers thank you for the goals thank you for the assists but it's over and a new era is it that's how it feels mm-hmm. you know when you see all these guys saying they're not coming back fair play good good luck have fun do what you got to do but this is united you're not anywhere near bigger than the united crest you never will be and so now it's time for us to as fans hopefully we can enjoy a moment of we could take a fresh breath and This is actually a project this I I you know, it was it's never been a project because Sir Alex basically mm-hmm. was like I'll leave this thing rolling and we won the league in 13 So he's like it's perfect. Come on, David You're gonna come in and you're gonna do great and we all know that that was not the case we all know that there were players who were pissed off while Sir Alex Ferguson was here because we were letting too many players go so this is great. This has been a great day. I love the reference. It's like a, a Game of Thrones reference that you just threw out there, the Bloody Wednesday. That's what people should call it because it is. It's a cleansing of sorts of biblical proportions. I love what you said there as well. Um, so
0: I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. EC, when is this happening? What day What day is today? Today is the first,
1: right? Is this the first or of, second? Of what? Is it of June? Is it the 1st of June? It's 1st of June. Say that again. It's the 1st of June. Say it again. Why? What's going on? It's the 1st of June. What are you doing? Is this like a uh, candy man? <laughs> Is someone
0: going to get me? What's happening? I'm afraid. No, you're making me no, nervous. No, no. Think about it, EC. Think about it. It's the 1st of June. It's not the fucking last day of Deadline Day. It's the first of June. When's you the last? You said that earlier. Wednesday you last... said that
1: earlier. Your, your point earlier of Tin Hag getting here before he didn't even go on a celebration tour.
0: No, no. He said, "I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna get to work."
0: When we, when we had players, obviously yes, the players are out of contract. The players are out of contract, and their contracts don't end till the end of June. So you know that, you know that is what it is. But for them to say, you know what? Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Paul. I mean, I mean, Paul, you're asking. I mean, I, I believe from what I believe. And this, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to shit on Paul Pompa's grave, not just yet. Um, but I say, you're asking way too much money for us, right? So thank you very much. I think we've we come at an impasse. We've come at an impasse, and um, we're moving it on. Didn't work. It didn't work. You no, know, I know, I know. But hey, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to get into the Paul Pompa thing, but think about it easy. It's the 1st of June. And we're ma- we're doing moves like this. When is the last time that's happened?
1: It hasn't. It hasn't happened. Right?
0: I can't. I can't remember.
1: Maybe two thousand and twelve. Maybe eleven. Maybe after Champions League oh, 08, when we started making moves after we'd won. And I think we started to start to see a small decline because Ronaldo wanted to leave. Maybe yes. then. It's been a long
0: time for we're doing business this early, and everybody complained that we weren't doing business. In January, when for to upcoming to the summer, but yet it is now Ten Hag is in, and I mean he's hit the ball rolling. So I mean everybody's everybody's predicting more uh, <laughs> more announcements to be to be made on players leaving, which needs to happen, right? So we, we, I mean we've already said you know Cavani's out, Mata's going to be out, Paul's out, um, Lee Grant's out. Mataj is out. Uh, Jesse's Jesse. out. Um, I think. <laughs> I already said Mata. He's heard that's seven right now. Um, uh, oh, godly. Andres Pereira. They're going to want him out. Uh, Anthony Martial, out. You know, uh, who else? Who else? I think uh, Tay te- uh, te- te- is probably. And from what I hear, rumor is that they don't want him. They don't want him back. Yeah, well,
1: Basaka as well. He might be out.
0: That's 11, EC. 11. (laughs) When the hell have you
1: (laughs) But I think, again, I think that this, they should have probably done this a couple years ago, and you might have been able to hold on to some other players.
0: The most important one, EC. Phil Jones, which you said, it's a, that's a Sir Alex signing, which that's, how many coaches ago? Five coaches ago? Yes.
1: So, again, I think that if you're not excited about today, I just – I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand what you're waiting for or what you were thinking. And I think the consensus, for the most part from what I've seen around the the web and around social media and around YouTube, I think most people are excited. I think – People are taking digs, which is normal. I think people are celebratory on on certain players. And again, I think that goes back into the, this is the player I like, this is the player I didn't like. I think that kind of thing still exists. So I just hope that people can get to a point where they go, we're going to root for United. Players do bad, we'll criticize the players. And, you know, when they do good, we'll celebrate them. And if they can't play to the standard, let's just hope that they go move on to somewhere else. They do something different with their lives, with their sporting lives, because um, we, we, we want to win things. So, no, I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for games that don't even matter, because I want to see how he develops these kids and how he develops the players he gets. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out how the games um, in Thailand and in Australia are going to be uh, aired. Um, is it going to be something where it'll be on ESPN Plus? Is it going to be on the MUFT channel? Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, no today, you know, I think a great day, um, it, it's, it's going to show growth. You know, those guys will all go off to make a whole bunch of money, um, a whole bunch of money, money that me and you might not ever see. You never know, but we do know this, um, they're not bigger than the club. They never will be. And I think ultimately now we'll be able to start off clean slate, you know, Hopefully there's no new scapegoats. You know, I, I kinda of think that there will be. But, you know, my hope is that, you know, people can look at this and go, Okay, if if you got eleven or ten or whatever we came up with nine that are leaving, that obviously means that, you know, we're gonna need nine or ten of them to come in. Um and so it, it may not be all big signings. The the number I've been hearing is one fifty, you know, one sixty. So, you know, maybe maybe Tinha looked at it and said, You know what, you spent Thirty-seven on Palestri, forty on Ahmad. Maybe I am gonna give them a run. You know, maybe I am gonna, uh, you know, see what they can do. Um, and, and maybe, maybe they will be uh, beneficial to next season. I don't see it happening, but hey, you never know. Uh, stranger things have happened. And these kids can play. Let's just be honest; they're not world beaters, but maybe under the right system, um, they can be something special. So we'll just have to wait
0: and see. All right. You see, you brought up something earlier that kind of caught my eye. I'm an ear. I'm sorry, not my eye, <laughs> because we're on a podcast, right? You really can't catch mine. My... Um, <laughs> Frankie And players. Now we're talking about players. In why? Because there's there's mixed opinion on Frankie Diong. Why do you think Frankie Diong coming to the to the team is so bad? You because you said you mentioned that earlier.
1: Yes. I, I, I honestly think it's going to be Paul Pogba 2.0. I really do. This is a guy who is is the midfield maestro who Xavi himself said he could be a great Barcelona midfield player. You can't be a great midfield player if you don't have a solid number six and a great back four. You know, the likes of... Um, uh, oh, God, now I'm going to forget his name that plays at uh, Barcelona right now. Um, Busquets. Sergio Busquets. You know, those guys aren't going to get the flowers. And we all know as football fans what they deserve. But, you know, the, the Contes of the world, you know, these these players who allow the Messies and the Xavis, you know, they allow them to be creative. They allow them to get forward and do things. And I don't want to see again us go out and spend all of the money. I don't care the number. Just don't spend all of it on a guy and then go, well, we spent 50 60 million on Frankie, so he's going to come in and save the club. We don't need a midfield player. We need a solid number six. And if we go out and spend, I think it's reported to be 50 or 60 million on Frankie.
0: Mm.
1: and we don't get a solid CDM. It's up in the 80s,
0: boss. It's, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's up in the it's 80s.
1: probably more than that because we all know Barcelona's cash trap If we go out and give them what they want and then turn around and don't give Frankie someone that he can play with, that he can understand they're going to be there so he can get forward, he's going to be the next scapegoat. He's going to be the next guy that comes here that people go, well, why aren't you dribbling past everybody and scoring 15 goals a game? I don't understand why you're not you know, doing all these tricks, and I don't understand why you're not passing the ball in a dime. I don't get it. What's you suck? You, you're horrible. And he, God forbid, he's got an Instagram. It's just gonna be a whole nother crap show. So that, so in my mind, he would be a great addition to someone if we already had a six. He'd be a great addition, no mm-hmm. question. You got to solidify. Number one, the back four to me did not have the best season. Harry Maguire played like crap this year. Um, Varane did not live up to expectations at all. And the the left and right back were on and off most games. So to bring him in to that back line, it looks like that and not have a number six. What are we going to be? What's the expectation for this kid? He isn't old either. I don't think Frankie's 23 years old. I don't know how old he is. Not that old. He just left Ajax. He's been at Barca two seasons. Didn't really play, you know, pull up any trees this season. And that's something where the fans are kind of looking at things like, that's the only reason why he's on the chopping block. Yes, they need money, but they're not getting rid of Pedri. They're not getting rid of Insoufati, but they're throwing him out there because he's not been the best since he's left uh, since he's left Ajax. Hmm. So I'd, I'm not looking at things uh, from, from a perspective of he's a trash player. I know he's a good player, but, man, you have got to put him in the right position to win, and you have to have... Everyone needs, I know you don't believe this, but everyone needs a player around them. All the greats. They have to have players around them in order for them to shine. So um, I hope that he comes, but I hope that's because we have brought in, you know, some d- just maestro Kimmich. Just somebody that can just sit back there and just play that number six role so that Frankie can actually go forward and express himself. Bruno Fernandez and Sancho. That'd be fun. That'd be That'd be cool to see. Um, but it would suck just having him here, and then throwing Scott McTominay back there again, and saying, "Well, Fred, Fred will play this six this week." It, it would suck. It would, it would. It would
0: absolutely suck. So I, I don't know where you what your thoughts are, but that's that's kind of where I am. I don't like the price tag. That's the thing, right. The price tag. I think we could spend that money, <clears throat> that money, that money more wisely. And we have Bruno Fernandes again. The, I'm. I don't know. I, don't know. I know it sounded like I'm out on him but he's gonna be here next season right we're gonna bring yeah, so. we're gonna bring back James, uh, James Vanderbeek God, Dawson's Creek I'm gonna keep calling him Daw- it, Dawson's Creek you know back from everton he's coming back right I think I don't think we're selling him I know he
1: I haven't otherwise he'll be back
0: so it's already muddying up the midfield um, muddying up uh, already uh a midfield that we have um, attacking midfield that we already have you know what I mean? I think we do. I mean, they're just—it just was like it's like having Juan Mata. It's like having all these other players in the attacking mid, like Jesse. When we can't, the people that we can't put on the pitch. You know what I mean? Um, so you're breaking up. Okay. So I just think that if we bring him in, it's going to be—it's going to be more of a luxury, and we need to fill the holes that we need to have. I know the, there are talks about the Jerry and Timber. At center back, I don't like. I don't like that. I I much prefer him at a right back. But a, a five nine center back, you see, I'm sorry in the Premier League, he's gonna get run over. I don't care how good he is in Ajax, but he's gonna get run over. At a at a, at a right back, okay, yes, he, he's fast, he's quick, he's good on the ball, he's pace. Um, I'd rather much rather have Paul Torres, uh, from Sevilla, right? Sevilla, Sevilla, I think. Uh, at that position, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'd, I'd rather have him in there. Yes, bring both of them in. Fuck it, I don't care, right? Uh, the the defensive center, the the defense. If we're gonna spend money, and I know Declan Rice is gonna be, you know, they're overpriced, right? I think they're looking at West Ham wants one hundred and twenty million dollars, right, for Declan, and no, she, I, huh?
1: He ain't going nowhere.
0: No, nobody's gonna pay that much. I mean, especially for Maybe yeah. city. Yeah, um, and then we're looking at what uh, Nunez, right from uh, Benfica, Porto, Benfica. Which one, Porto? Darwin.
1: Uh, Benfica, I thought.
0: So that that's a striker. Um, I, we need to shore up shore up some positions. You know, what I mean, especially in the back back, the back five. You know, with the defensive midfield and uh, left back, right back, and and get another, get another center, you know, another center back, maybe two center backs that are gonna, you know, push McGuire and Varane because, I mean, both of them didn't have a, a good season. I think, you know, the jury's out on Varane because some people are saying we got hoodwinked by Real Madrid. They knew something we didn't about his availability. You know what I mean? the best ability is availability, and you know, you know, he was hurt, you know, just like Paul, just like uh, how many other players, you know, Jane, you know, had a streak of not being, not you know, being injured. So those are big names that I think that we're gonna be hearing throughout the summer. Just like our mass exodus today, and I think here in the coming couple, couple of days, I want them to be decisive. That's, I want these players in before we go to Australia and Thailand. And if we, if we do that, you see, you, would, you and I would know and all the rest of Manchester United fans would know that a page is turned with our upper management and a page is turned in going forward. If we wait till deadline day to make fucking deals and get uh, Anderson Gavani, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I know we're not going to get this, but it's similar to that. An old-ass, you know what I mean, person coming in that there's no business, you know, with, with our plans, then fine. Ronaldo's in our plans, 10 um, acts said it, so we have, to, we have to come to grips with that. So we have to get players that are going to work behind him. Because we know, like you said earlier, Ronaldo can score 20 goals. So we need to make sure that people have the energy to work behind him for him. And get him the ball, right? I didn't. Know. Yeah, and I,
1: uh, that's that's going to be the trickiest part, I think, for him because you know if you if you you can't say you want people to hustle back and play defense and then he's not going to, and so you know again Wayne Rooney um, and others they covered for him. I mean, it's a fact. It's on tape. Rooney talks about it all the time and says. We knew he wasn't going to play defense, but when you're scoring 30 goals a season, there's nothing anyone's going to say about it. They're just going to let you do what you do. So at 38 years old, um, is it feasible that he's going to be that leader on defense? Probably not, but it's also not feasible to say, well, you know, I know you guys need a striker, and then you bring someone in for 30, 40 million and tell them, well, you're going to be on the bench. That's not going to work. Yeah. That agent yeah. the agent's not going to sign off on it. You know, we're going to have to go get a project until he leaves, which I think will be after this season and I think he'll start his MLS tour. I think you're going to see a young up and coming, you know, it sucks Mason did what he did, but I so he won't be there. But I think you're going to see a sign a, a young up and coming, you know, maybe 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 a lot of people don't know about him. Um, but he'll be there to come off the bench and spare, uh, spare Ronaldo. I don't, I don't see us going and getting um, a veteran guy or even a solid guy. I think Eric understands the kind of the situation and um, I, I would be shocked if, um, if we go out and get a big name striker. I mean, I would be absolutely shocked.
0: Okay. We'll move on to the next real quick to the next topic. So is the jury out on Ronaldo and, and R- Ronaldo and Messi? Is who the best player in the world ever is? Because it seems like Messi's coming to the uh, MLS next year, and Ronaldo's still staying in the Premier League, and he's older, and he's actually making an impact on the Premier League. So is the jury out, and who the best player in the world?
1: I don't think the jury's out. I think it's going to be like the Michael Jordan debate, you know, forever. Oh, I think it's because I think you're always going to have – if you're a Catalonian, I don't think you're ever going to say that Ronaldo's better than Messi. It's just it's. How many leagues? How many leagues? No, I listen. That's what I'm trying to say. When you when you look at if you look at the two of them, Mm -hmm. it's never you're never going to get a 100% vote for either guy. You're it's never going to happen. You're always going to have those guys who have Barcelona draws on that are never going to say that this guy didn't exactly. just exactly. change their lives. And listen, there's there were things that Messi did on the pitch that I've never seen anyone do before, and I haven't been watching for a long time. But in my lifetime that I've watched soccer, he would do things that I've never seen people do. And, it, and I'm talking, I sat down for the first time and watched a U, I think it was 20, World Cup, and Messi looked like he was—I mean, 28 years old in his prime then. So to come in to the academy at nine, make a senior debut at 17, with the likes of Robinho, with the likes—and these are dogs. Rekellme, you mean?
0: Prime. Me, you mean? Huh? Me.
1: E- Eto was in his prime. Oh, with Barcelona uh you know peak not uh, not pk um uh, who's oh, the no, center back Pogbulio. They had dogs. Yeah. my point my point is they had absolute dogs and this kid stood out so no one can deny that this kid was not one of the best players to play the game when you're talking about all time the time has to eventually stop you have to eventually start going okay all right all right, all right. Look at, so, so that's all I'm saying. It, it's never going to be a, this guy just did it. I think they're both great. I think I think Ronaldo had a better career. I think he had a better career because mm-hmm. again, Prim, Spanish La Liga, Italy, back to the Prim, won everything everywhere, Portugal, and won a European title yep. with Portugal. So and still playing that, the Prim. That that to me. And again, Messi. People say Messi had a horrible season. Messi led the French division in assists this season. This season, not he had a good season. Definitely. Did he have a messy season? No, he didn't have a messy season. He plays with Kylian Mbappe, who just signed a contract where he's making a million dollars a week. <laughs> hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about week.
0: that. We'll talk about this. Okay, let, let's uh, let's let's close the door on that. It was just one of those fun conversations I want to have.
1: I understand We're what you're then. saying.
0: All Messi right. gave it up. Only gave it up to
1: someone else for Ballon d'Or this week.
0: So speaking of Ronaldo. Um, and this is real quick because I kind of we kind of need to start wrapping this up. Um, Captain next year. Oof. De Gea. <laughs>
1: that would be my pick.
0: That's my pick too. I mean, Bruno. That would be my pick. Bruno should not sniff the captaincy. Uh, De Gea, and Ronaldo. He's a great player. And he, he, he captains his country, but his antics sometimes are not very captain-like, whereas we need somebody more, we need somebody more, uh, what do you call it, um, consistent. Just a leader.
1: Yeah, we need a leader.
0: Well, I think he can and,
1: do it. And leaders don't have to go out and do things with their mouths. They can go out there and do things with their play yeah. and step up to the plate and then in an interview after a game, actually speak to the issues, not dance around them and yeah. say we're going to fight again next time. Or, think, you I, know, think,
0: we'll... I think with DeHaas post match comments uh, at the end of the the, the last match, unfortunately with the that was the last, you know he, I mean, that's when he got to be able to speak right because he hasn't really talked to the press much since you know him getting the the, the armband taken off. Um, I think to his hands down, he should be leading the team. He's been the most consistent player since Sir Alex left. Uh, and, yeah, he has some work to do, but it's to him. All right, you see, let's get into some, um, let's get into some I guess, uh, you know, some pop news, I guess you could say. Uh, I don't know if you heard the news today, or at, at least I saw it on TikTok. What the hell is Gerard Piquet doing, man?
1: I missed it. What did he do?
0: And the guy got caught cheating on Shakira. Shakira.
1: Oh, I've I've had my theory on professional athletes and Those hips regular don't lie, guys
0: sir. like me. Come on, man.
1: Here's here's the thing, okay? <laughs> i and I'm going to probably <laughs> upset my wife when I say this, okay? And probably several other wives around the world who are listening, okay? Ladies, lady, ladies, are you listening? Tune
0: out, tune out, please.
1: <laughs> Ger- Gerard, Gerard PK um, has several options. And I'm not saying that all men need, we're gonna cheat if we have several options. What I am saying is this. I go to work, I do what I gotta do, take care of my kids, I do my thing, all right? Never have I ever, As an HSC professional, had women screaming at me, throwing their panties at me, showing up at my house, my, you know, where I'm going to sleep at night, trying to get with me. I'm not excusing him, but what I am saying is this, and this is very true Shakira. Listen, Beyonce's been cheated on. Shakira's been cheated on. Several women who you would think to yourself, me as a normal guy would never mess that up but we don't have those options we don't have those problems we don't have we if we look on our phone right now right Uh we had instagram we had a facebook if we opened it up on a normal day we would never get the amount that these guys get on a daily basis of women saying hey please just give me a chance look at this check this out it's every day the temptation so listen should he have cheated on his girl just in general? His Should wife? you cheat on a woman? No. But it doesn't matter that it's Shakira. This guy sees Shakira's on a He probably sees nines and tens on a daily basis. And these women actually speak to him. Actually talk to him because of who he is. Because of how much money he makes. So, yes, it's horrible. You know, I, I wish her the best. And I'm sure she'll find another man. Um, and shout out to her new show. She got a new show that just came out um i think this is something that happens it's unfortunate they have children um you'd you'd hate for that to be a bad deal but i think he's smart enough to understand look i screwed up hopefully she takes me back if not we're gonna have to co-parent this thing out but yeah celebrities stars it's a whole other ball game with those guys you just gotta hope that their their significant other is with them all the time. There's a there's a great rapper that I love. I can't even pronounce his name. He's from Texas. His first name's Toby. I can't pronounce the rest of his last name. But what he does is every show he has, he brings his wife and his kids. They go on the road together. They do shows together. They do interviews together. That man's smart because there ain't no way of creeping in. He gives his wife his phone and says, check my DMs. And she responds back. She t- He does it live all the time. His, his wife's name is Fat Fat, and she responds back to the DMs, these girls talking to him, saying, hey, I'm right here. This is his girl. That's a smart man. Mm-hmm. Most guys, they just go, oh, I got it. I'm fine. No, you're not. When you're going on the road and them girls know what hotel you're going to be at, are you going to be okay then? No, you're not. <laughs> nope. Eventually, you're going to give in. You're going to have a couple too many drinks with the boys, not with the fellas, you know, And and then there's that girl over there, and she wants to talk to you. And you're gonna give in, so it's about boundaries. He didn't have them, you know. Bad night, bad decision. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, man. Like I said, would I ever have a chance at Shakira? No. But Gerard, to even say that he had a kid with Shakira, imagine the eights and nines that he could pull. Shakira's a Shakira's a twelve.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: imagine the eights and nines that this guy just goes. I need you to move away. I need you to get out of my way, please. That's what he does. He's Gerard Piqué. Manchester United Gerard Piqué, by the way.
0: Yeah, I and mean, yeah, he, he told us that, and he reminded us in the, in the Champions League final in in I remember that. Um, <laughs> du- <laughs> <laughs> dumbest human being in the world, Gerard Piquet. You know, in my opinion. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's move on, EC, because you brought you brought it up uh, a little while ago, and. I, And this is something I I know we're gonna talk. I I don't want to spend too much time on. Maybe we can kind of roll this over to the next pod. But in Mbappe's contract, you brought it up—a million dollars a match. Um, Basically, you know, uh, took the rug out of uh, Real Madrid, right? You know, the deal was done, the deal was set, and then they come in here and (laughs) basically offer him. Basically, the the club, the future of the club, he has he has input on what coaching. He has input on what players players that they're going to get in, and not only to mention another million, a fucking million dollars a fucking game, and I thought of it because I've seen United run so badly for so many years by giving players large contracts. Is player power? too much now to where it is going to affect the way this club's going to be run. If Mbappe has that much power, he's not a... I'm not... He's a player. He is not a general manager or director of football. He's not, you know, in any position to make any decisions on players and who they need to bring in and whatnot. Can this ruin, especially for a young prodigy, say like Ern Holland. You know what I mean? When Erling Holland's contract comes up for City, because um, that I don't think that that deal has been. I know the, the it's been agreed upon the fee, right? But what he's going to get paid initially has not been. It's not been published. It's been released. It's, what is he going to get paid? It's been by? released. So he will not. What
1: they guaranteed De Bruyne is that he will not make more than Kevin De Bruyne a week, which is at two hundred seventy-five grand.
0: Dude, they got him on a cheap.
1: Absolutely, this is
0: how great teams do business. It's okay. a, it's, it's a fact. So okay. you said it. You get it from the head. So when so when Erling Holland's contracts comes up, say what is it? Five years, three years, whatever it is, right? I think and, it's four or five. Yeah, because I, you know, Mbappe's contract's only three. There, you think it's only three years or something like that? Yeah, twenty five, he's out. Yeah. Say with Erling Holland, with player power, because we saw it with. Uh, you know, we've seen it with Pogba. We see now we're seeing it with fucking Bruno. And you know this outpricing what you need to be paying per, you know, per the player is that going to ruin football? EC? I
1: I don't personally think it's going to ruin football. I think it it could it could potentially cripple a club um because I think if, you know, if you're if you're banking everything on this player and he doesn't them through, um, you know, and you guys don't win first, get Champions League, and then secondly, if you don't win anything, right? So the commercial success doesn't come with that, and I think that's a big reason why you won't see Ronaldo go anywhere. Um, that's that's kind of where we are. Kylian Mbappe is worth every penny they gave him, and I know you're never going to mm-hmm. agree with that, but this kid is the future of football. And they know that they understand that the, the where he is with Ronaldo being 38, with Messi about to go join MLS, it's Killian Mbappe and Erlen Holland. That's what it is. Those are the two marketable superstars. It's yet to be seen until ha- if Holland has a great year for City and wins everything, we already know they're going to win everything in France. Their barometer is is the Champions League. But with that being said, we have another World Cup year coming up. If he again has a great World Cup and plays to the levels as he, that he played in before, he he's he's the Jordan right now. He's he's the guy. He's and, and that's that's why they made the decision to to spend dropping the bucket for for uh, for them. But for us, you know, this it's it seems like again I always say it monopoly money. So, no. If you're if you're PSG, you have to do this. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to see it if you're Real because you had him. And as a, I would say, neutral fan, I wanted to see him come to Madrid just so that I could have those years of him playing in that white shirt, like some of the greats have before. Zinedine Zidane springs to mind right away because he's French as well. But no, I don't think it's going to ruin. Uh, the game, I think players, you know, need to be able to to voice their opinions. And I know you, I know you agree with that. When it comes to the money side, I just think that you could kill your cl- you could kill the club, but the the sport, no, I think the sport's going to be fine. You're going, to, you're going to probably be more annoyed in the coming years because it's only going to be a bigger sport. Um, it's only going to become more money involved with with uh, these contracts that we're signing now. Mm-hmm. To your point, Erlen Holland, when he signs his next deal, if he plays well, if he plays like he's been playing, he's going to be worth $300 million or something stupid. He just is. Real's going to say, listen, you had fun in England, did great. Now it's time to come play down here and show everyone that you've done it on several different levels. And they'll they'll offer him the world. Uh, Manchester City can can match that because of who they are, but no, it's not gonna it's not gonna ruin the game. The, 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 the I think anytime we think that these one players, these two players are bigger than the game, it's 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 never gonna be that. It's, it's, I it's just
0: th- never. Gonna, yeah. I think it is, I think it's pretty that. Yeah, uh, look at Neymar, right? Look at Coutinho. Look at all these players that have not lived up to their potential. Um, I'm not saying I'm not saying Mbappe is not, but I just, I just think that if you set the precedent, it's a trickle down effect, and it, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna leave it leave it at this. It's a trickle down effect, just like the Super League is was gonna trickle down to low, lower level leagues, and I'm not saying it you know they're gonna want millions of dollars, but you're gonna bank this stuff can bankrupt teams by paying these players as much as they think they're worth uh, because some teams are not going to be able to afford it. And it's just going to be – it's just going to be – it's going to be horrible. I mean, by this way – by this route, you're right. This – by paying players like this, it's going to lead into a super league for the haves and has-nots. And that's not something that I want because it's only going to be the the people that can afford the best players, pay the best players, and you're not going to have – you know the Premier League. You're not gonna have a Liga. You're not gonna have City. Ah, uh, it's it's gonna be. It, it's gonna. This it, gonna have a trickle down effect because not not every team, like you said, can play the. You know, can pay these players what they what they need to. You know, and I know TV contracts and all that shit. I know you're probably looking it up right now, but <coughs> it just it can ruin football, uh, especially uh, for the lower division teams. Buddy, see, all right. Well, that we had uh, we went over, but I know we have had uh, a lot to talk about for the last month that we have not been on, and uh, we have a whole summer to think about, right? So let's uh, let's gear up for the summer. Let's see about the next coming news and and uh, guys, I'm not promising because I have to be in Midland next week tentatively that we're going to put out a podcast next week, and I'm I'm going to take my gear. So let's hopefully, uh, we can get together next week. You see, all right.
1: Absolutely. No, this was, this was needed. We haven't been able to talk in quite some time. So I know we're busy. It's a busy time of the year. we feel booming like crazy. So if we can do it, we will try our best to get to it.
0: All right. You see, and congratulations again on, uh, your, your daughters, both your daughter's accomplishments and, and best, you know, best wishes to everybody. Um, To everybody there, so uh, see y'all guys next week, and Lucky Diaz, where you at?